So, Kevin, did you hear the CDC is advising the unvaccinated to stay home over the long holiday weekend? I heard that. Well, here's what I say to the CDC. Kiss my beep. Hello, this is Karen. And this is Kevin. And And this this is is Right From from Us. us. You know, I'm getting really sick of the CDC telling us what we can and cannot do. They, you know, they have just really overstepped their they bounds. Have way too much power, and it's got to stop. Or this entire year, you know, just the rent uh, moratorium and the, all the recommendations. Yeah. And um, I like how they're like, you know, the unvaccinated have a different set of rules than the vaccinated. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I, I just think we should just go somewhere. This weekend. Just oh, I think a lot of people are just, yeah. and, and to be honest, a lot of people don't even, probably don't even realize that CDC suggested that because hopefully people have turned off their TVs and they're just living their life now. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, like the city councils and school boards and a, a lot of lawmakers are going by what the CD says, CDC says, you know, that's why, you know, common sense and the science says that a lot of this stuff a lot of this foolishness shouldn't take place but yet these city councils and school boards are going along with it because i think that is are because, they just, because they don't want to get sued because they're, they're just saying well we're just doing what the cdc so says they have, they have, so the cdc is their scapegoat basically yeah yeah they, they, they may not even want I, don't, I think they may not even want to do the mandates yeah but they're doing it because that's what the cdc says and they don't want to get sued yeah you know if they because if if someone something happens say someone gets some virus or something i don't know and they they could get sued because they they didn't follow what the cdc guidelines were or something so i guess i just feel like they, they they have way too much power and everything every time they say something it just gets more and more outrageous and people are just like, oh, okay, well, let's go along with it. Uh, I mean, a lot of people, yeah, for sure. People that are watching TV and MSNBC and CNN. I still understand sure. why people are just like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, they're not even questioning. That's what bothers me the most is just, they're just, they're just like mindless sheeple just going well, along going, okay, it's the, the CDC said that, so it's, I guess I better do it. It's the science. Well, you know, it's, it's really just a shame and it's a crime that we can't, we we have to question what they're coming out with. The CDC and the FDA, I mean, they're... Well, no. It, it, it's just a shame that we can't rely on them to be not political and, you know... Well, yes, for sure. But I don't think it's... I mean, I think you should ask questions. What I have a problem with is they should be able to answer those questions. And if they're not able to answer the questions, then that's all the more reason to slow down and talk about this and debate this and figure yeah. out the best course of action yeah. instead of just blindly take what they say as gospel truth. Yeah. But the point when you get to the point where you can't ask questions, I feel like that's very dangerous. Yeah. And that's where we are. And that's that's why we are in the well, shape you, we're in right now. You can't ask questions. And then also the things that they're coming out with changes every week. Exactly. And you know, that's science, exactly my point. Science changes, and I understand that to a certain extent. But no, 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 no. Science is settled. Haven't no. you heard that? Oh, that's right. It's it's called settled science, which is such an oxymoron because science is never settled. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever <laughs> CNN says is the settled science, right? I guess, according to a lot of people, anyway, a lot of mindless sheeple. I guess so. But you know, to be fair, 
in their minds, they're doing the right things and we're the ones that are crazy. So how do you how do you get these two well, sides to meet in the middle when you yeah. can't even have a discussion about it without being censored and shut down? Right. That's what I have a problem right. with. Yeah. I don't care that you think differently from yeah. me, but you know, let's talk about yeah. it and yeah. figure out why we feel this way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, well, people think that they're and people are following along with what the CDC says, so they think they're in the right because, right. you know, maybe at one time that would be the logical thing to do. But at some point, you have to sort of question what's coming out, like this uh, this approval of the injections, you know, that really didn't go through the correct process that normally would happen with yes, any this medication. this so-called approval. It's crazy to me that they've approved this vaccine without going through the trials, as we have with every other vaccine that's out there. And on a vaccine that's been on the market less than a year, that is just scary stuff. So I wonder, I wonder if that swayed very many people now that the FDA oh, yeah. has approved Vi oh, yeah. Pfizer, that a lot oh, yeah. of people went out there and got oh, it man. thinking, oh, okay, well, it's well, approved now. So I, I guess I think, it's okay. I think, if, I think quite a few did, but you know, just based upon the stats that you have quoted me from yeah, the see? place that, that you might be working at right now. <laughs> I, I don't think it had that much effect on no it did on healthcare workers no because before the fda approved the vaccine it was 69 percent of the employees had gotten vaccinated once the vaccine had been approved and this is along with the bullying and the bribing and the lottery and the increased pay rate which obviously you know which coincidentally goes into effect after the deadline by the way to entice people to stay. And I get it. It's a business. That's what they want to do to try to keep their people. But it's only gone up to 71%. So I don't know that it's really swayed that many people. So I just kind of wonder if that's indicative of how it is across the board, across the country, like just maybe a small percentage of people. I think especially we're waiting for that. I think especially healthcare workers that haven't had the injection at this point, that they are the ones that have researched it. And it's like, wait a minute. They've either, you know, they've either already had the virus and have antibodies, so they're, you know, they think that they don't need to have this. And others that maybe don't have the antibodies have researched it enough to, to think, well, this has not been tested quite enough. Maybe we should just wait and hold up. That's I, kind of where we, where we stand. I at would least. argue it's been tested very little. They have just simply have not had the time to well, do it. I mean, I guess their argument is, you know, a like a billion people have had this injection at this point. So okay. I think that's their argument. That's well, like a billion okay. people have had this whoa, this whoa, injection. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That is that is that is not a valid argument because, okay, a billion people have had the injections, and but we still don't know what's going to happen a they, year from now. They, they, they okay, have, it just so happens that the majority of people, thank God didn't have an adverse reaction or kill over, yeah. you know, dead right after getting the injection. Yeah, they, I mean, they but have, here's the thing, they didn't know. They took a chance. They yeah. played they played the Russian roulette with all these lives. That's what's wrong. And they have no idea what the long-term effects are going to be. Right. I mean, there's no exactly. there's no long-term they experience and they can't at this know point because it's not been out long enough for them to know. So Yeah. <laughs> it's just it, it I don't know. It just boggles my mind that people are so willing to put something well, it's in their not, body. It's for the for the most part, it's it's not presented that way in the news. It's just it's just 
presented as well. It's tested. It's it's been approved. So you know you should yeah, get it. But I guess I guess people just to me it's just common sense to have questions and to be hesitant over something like this. But I don't know. I, I guess it's hard for me to understand because I that's how I feel, and I'm just trying yeah. to understand how other people would just go along with it. I've never been one to go along to get along ever. I've always had questions. You're going to have to convince me. The proof of burden is on you, the person that's wanting me to do something. That proof yeah. of burden is on you. Yeah, don't um, ever try to tell Karen to do something. No, you can't. <laughs> if you don't convince me that it's the right thing to do or I agree with you or it's scientifically sound, then forget it. I am not going to go against. I'm not going. I'm not going to do it. But anyway, there's this article uh, talking about hospitals. Some hospitals are are uh, uh they're forget foregoing their vaccine mandates because of staffing shortages. There's, you know, there's there's already to begin with a huge oh shortage gosh, yes. of healthcare workers, and which I largely suspect is one of the reasons why hospitals are getting full. It's not so much that they are full; it's because they don't have that, the staff to well, manage they're, they're using the, the term, beds. They're using the term they're at capacity, yeah. which you know at one point they would have said we don't have the beds. Yeah. Now they're saying so. At capacity means because they don't have the employees to take care. Yeah, of Yeah, the they've patients. got the beds. They just don't have the people to right. take care of the right patients. Which is unfortunate, but it is a fact right now. And, and so, so they're going to shoot themselves in the foot by mandating a vaccine and losing more people. It's only only going to get worse. <clears throat> in this article, the the um, CEO of a local hospital was <laughs> quoted saying. Um, by the way, this is the CEO of my hospital that I currently work at and won't be working at very much longer. Because, yes, I'm looking for another job. Anybody want to hire me? I'm really, I'm personable. I'm really, really good at what I do. Yeah, it's interesting. This is a quote from this CEO of this, of this hospital. He says, you may have the finest neurosurgeon, but if you don't have registration person, everything stops. Yep, that's right. That's right. You got to have your support staff to to make yeah. it, make it happen. Yeah, and I mean, and they're they're they keep talking about the fact that eighty percent of the physicians have had the injection, but only seventy one. You know, the support staff. Right. Yeah, it's quite a bit less than that. Yeah, and uh, you know, now they're saying yes. You know, you can file a medical and relig and or religious exemption to try to get out of this mandate. Uh, we don't know if we're going to approve it, but sure, go ahead and try. No, I think I think they will. I think they're gonna they're well, gonna be pretty liberal in their approvals because it seems like they're they're pretty much touting and you know advertising the fact that oh we've got these exemptions. Don't forget about that. Right, and I think that's I think that's the plan. Yeah. And my manager told me that there were about two thousand people that um, submitted a, an exemption. So. Yes, I agree with you. I think because they're they're going through the motions, they can't afford to lose more people. They're going to definitely be more liberal on um, allowing these exemptions to go through than they would have otherwise. But that comes with a cost. There's a cost to do that. Um, in their frequently asked questions, not in their policy, but that's coming, I'm sure. The frequently asked questions stated that if you get if you are approved for an exemption, that you agree to do a weekly COVID test. And if you are positive and asymptomatic, you have to be off work for 10 days. If you're symptomatic, you have to be off 14 days. And if you don't have enough vacation time, yeah. then it's unpaid. Yeah, I just wouldn't want to subject myself to the weekly testing because the PCR tests are just so 
unreliable. Well, that's exactly what I told my manager. In fact, her eyes got really big when I told her this. I said, so let's walk through this. So I file an exemption and I'm improved. And then I get my weekly COVID test using a PCR test that's faulty. FDA is going to recall it by the end of the year, which side note, why are they waiting till the end of the year? Why not just do it now? I said, so you're going to have me test for COVID using a faulty test. So then it comes back positive. I have to stay off work 10 days, come back, have to take another test. It's positive again because, you know, PCR faulty test. Now, now I'm going to be off another 10 days. I mean, who can sustain? Nobody can sustain that. I mean, now I'm going to be off potentially a whole month with I, no pay. I have a feeling that they are. And that's I mean, going to adversely affect I, my coworkers. I have a feeling that they would not follow through with that weekly testing thing. I don't thing. know. I hope not. That that to me seems like a violation of the ADA. Yeah, possibly. It's like you're singling out a certain group of people well, because already, of their medical decision to have them tested every week. They've already segregated us into vaccinated and unvaccinated that, that's another thing. People. That's another thing that they, that they have already said. already second-class citizens because that's what I'm being, well, yeah, that's and, what I feel like I'm being you're, treated I mean, they're, they're hostile toward you and discriminating against so. you. And then they've also said that they're going to um, reassigned unvaccinated employees to different Yeah, uh, so positions. you wouldn't have any patient interaction, which I don't know how the heck that would work. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's really uncomfortable and weird right now at work. And the people I work with are not, they're not purposely being this way. It's just, it just, it plays with your head. You know what I mean? And you just can't help looking at people like, oh, she's not vaccinated, you know, like some, I'm, I'm some kind of dirty person or something. It's just, it's so bizarre. It's just bizarre to be put in this category. And um, I just wonder if they're, when they're sitting with you in, in like a meeting room or something, if they're going, I shouldn't sit too close to her. I mean, probably, probably. And here's the ironic part of this whole thing is I firmly believe that the vaccinated are the, are the cause of this Delta variant. Now, this is just my hypothesis. I could be completely wrong. It just seems awfully coincidental that this Delta variant raged out of control when we had millions of people vaccinated. That just seems like a a suspicious correlation to me. Are scientific studies out there showing that the, vaccinated shed the vaccine yeah. or shared the shed the virus yeah. yep yeah so yeah. i mean it just it stands to reason that there's a but there's a pretty strong possibility that these are correlated these events are correlated and if that's the case if that's what we end up finding out wow how stupid are people going to feel that they were segregating people into the vaccinated unvaccinated when in fact us you're unvaccinated perhaps we should be the ones scared of the vaccinated you know what i'm saying well i mean there are there are some companies out there that are saying they won't hire people if you're vaccinated yeah i mean it's again it's a shame that we've 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 categorized people this way and pit each other against you know for something like this what happened to the days when you weren't really supposed to talk about people's medical i know private medical information you know what happened to that people think nothing of coming up to you going are you are you vaccinated well that's (laughs) none of your business you know you know you want to know something funny what you know my my uncle my uncle lives across the street from us and He's disabled, but he goes, he talks to all the neighbors all the time. And that's one thing he talks to them about is, so I I know the, I know the status of all of our neighbors. (laughs) You'll have to tell me later. (laughs) Uh, But, but he's got an excuse. He doesn't know better. He doesn't, he doesn't have any social cues. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. To know who he has. He doesn't have that social filter, you know, so anyway. 
But, but I mean, that's just, people just think it's their right to know. And it's like, no, dude, this is none of your business. Go, yeah, go yeah. do what you. A, why don't you ask people if they've had the chickenpox vaccine? Right, right. And if they've had the uh, rubella or measles And that's something else vaccine. I would like to know. I don't know if there's been any studies out there. I haven't seen anything yet, but... And, but then again, I haven't really been looking for it. But I'm just curious. I mean, again, going back to this natural immunity subject and why we can't seem to talk about it at all without being shut down or poo-pooed or eye rolls or whatever. Um, there there are many articles and studies out there now that say that, you know, if you have had COVID, you are you are more protected than you would be getting this vaccine. And I would like to know, you know, I used to, I had all of my childhood vaccinations. I like to know out of curiosity, do I still have measles antibodies? Do I still have whatever else I've been inoculated against? Do I still have those antibodies years and years, decades later? I, I you would say mean? yes. I mean, that's... So wouldn't it be safe to assume if that's the case, that, that if you've had COVID, that you are you're immune to that. Well, oh, to this, that specific virus strain, I guess. But. Th- th- this is di- different, Karen. This is different. But the fact that we don't talk about that, yeah. we don't talk about medications, which by the way, I can't say because YouTube will strike us. So I'm going to just use IV for this word down here. If you can put that on the screen, that'd be great. Um, but we need to talk about that because, you know, that's that's a big thing again. I- IV and queen. Yeah which you're going to put the word on that too, right? Yeah. Uh, but they're talking about how, you know, it's, it's oh my gosh, you're going to give these deworming pills to from that are, are in, you know. Yeah. In, when in actuality, that, they, 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 they're out. saying that, uh, <laughs> it, you know, the, the press keeps saying that it's, that's a, that's horse, horse medication, yeah. but it, actually it's, it's a human medication that's being used off label for, for animals. Right. I mean, there is such a thing as called off-label, which means that they have they have created a medication for a specific reason. And then when they give that medication to p- people for that specific reason, it also, come to find out, is effective in treating other conditions. So that's called off-label. Let me give you an example. Um, this, our local radio talk show host uses this as an example. So um, Viagra. Viagra was originally intended for people with high blood pressure. So when they started giving this medication to people with high blood pressure, the side effect was erections. And so they were like, oh, wow, this is an interesting side effect. And it was so effective, as a matter of fact, that they actually um, kind of reversed the intention of the medication to prescribe it specifically for that male issue. So is it being used off-label for heart conditions? I guess technically it could. Be. Another example is Benadryl. They, it's it's um, actually used for allergies. It's an allergy, allergy mm-hmm. medication, but it's used off label for sleep sleep disorders yeah. and things like that. So yeah, that, that's another example. So, so you know, it's not outside the realm of possibility that this IV could be effectively used for this specific situation, which is COVID. Now, on the um, the NIH website for IV, it says, this was last updated February 11th of 2021. IV is a Food and Drug Administration FDA approved antiparasitic drug that is used to treat several neglected tropical diseases, including blah, 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 just they list some tropical diseases. It is also being evaluated for its potential to reduce the rate of malaria transmission by killing mosquitoes that feed on, feed on treated humans and livestock. For these indications, IV has been widely used and is generally well tolerated. 
IV is not approved by the FDA for the treatment of any viral infection. Um, but that does not mean that it cannot be effective for it. And in fact, they have found that the Africans that take the queen as common as Tylenol over there, they take it on a daily basis. They have found that by taking that medication, they, that their COVID rates are way, way less than they are here in the U.S. Um, and the fact that the FDA has not approved IV really doesn't hold a lot of water for me because they've approved this injection that has been out for less than a year that they've never had a successful animal trial for. And we as humans are the ones that are the guinea pigs. We are the test subjects. So the fact they haven't approved this IV yet doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot to me because I'm beginning to question. I mean, it's like, approved. It's approved for other things. Yes, I mean, of course. It's approved for, in fact, somewhere um, I was reading yesterday where they recommend it for uh, refugees from Africa and which is kind of what you're along the lines of what you That's just read. Pretty there, much so. exactly what I was reading. Yes. Um, and so it's good enough for them, but it's not good enough for the Americans. So yeah. it just makes well, me wonder that they shut down that conversation for what reason? I mean, if it helps, you gotta, why aren't we jumping on this? Why aren't we gotta, jumping on all these well, medications you look that at the, help? Got to look at the profit motive. You know, they're making all kinds, they're making a killing I off mean, these. I mean, it's either the vaccine or nothing. They're making a killing off the injections. That can't be. It's just, I'm telling and you, this is And also they're making a killing off of this uh, remdesivir. Remdesivir, it's like the treatments, it's like $2,500 per person or per week or some, some ridiculous, outrageous thing. That's, that's why, you know, yeah. the, the pres prescribed or the, the accepted procedures for treating someone with the virus in the hospital is um, remdesivir and blood, blood thinners. So and then they get on a ventilator and that's like a, a yeah. triple just yeah, that's a formula a for not a good outcome whatsoever. Yep. But my point in bringing up the IV and this and reading this little part of the from the NIH is that people are just like, oh, these are horse dewormer medications. You are stupid for even thinking this. Blah 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 blah. No, actually, it's not. It's been used on humans and it's been used very used very effectively. So anyway. I, Take what you hear with a grain of salt, okay? That's just that's all I'm saying. Because just because, you know, it was used for this one purpose before does not mean it cannot be used for this purpose now. Yeah, take what you hear with a grain of salt from us too. I mean, just research it. No, you we know? speak the truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we're, no, we're right one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> that's why it's called right from us. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is that is why it's right from us. We're always right. Of course. I'm teasing. Of but, course. No, you should check it out yourself. Yes, of course. Definitely check We're going to have all these in the show notes, and, so check and, it out yourself. And you might not agree with this, you know. And that's fine. This, this that's is perfectly not, fine. This is not medical advice. This is just what we're doing, and uh, we encourage you to, to research it too. Yeah, these are just observations that we have made over the course of the last year and a half. So, I mean... <sighs> And again, all of these things that we're talking about raise questions that are not answered and you can't dare talk about them. That's what makes me suspicious. Yeah, the it was actually last week. Last week, the Tokyo Medical Association held a conference to promote this IV mm -hmm. treatment and not the injections in yeah. Japan. So, But I mean, I'm, I'm betting most people don't know that. 
I'll leave the link uh, to that article in the notes there. But you know that this thing comes up in China, in Japanese. Do you know how to translate it? It's it's number. Well, but you can pull it up on number four on Google. And... I have to install a thing. It says install Google Translate. Oh, I don't want to yeah, install anything no, on this computer. No. <clears throat> so anyway. But I mean, other people can yeah. they'll be able to translate it into English or you might be able language. to do it. Have you tried this thing on your phone? Have you have you done this thing on your phone where you? It's it's the Google it's the Google app and you just got like a little camera there you you can it's it's really amazing I I bought this um, painting the other day and I and I used this Google app oh yeah that was pretty cool actually. and it takes like I mean it takes like a second not even a second yeah. it's like it's like instantly it told me the the author or the the artist of the mm -hmm. painting and the name of the painting. I mean, yeah. it was just like that. That's pretty weird. I took a picture of it, and it's like within less than a second, it came up with the name of the artist and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's, so, that's pretty cool. That was kind of a tangent, but it was pretty amazing. Well, no, that's not a tangent. That's like a, use, a useful tip yeah. okay. that you can do. So I think that's that's pretty cool. I can make that connection. Uh, here's an article on the torontosun.com, Canadian people. More than 100 Ontario youth sent to hospital for vaccine-related heart problems. There were 54 persons aged 25 to 39 included in the tally and 44 persons aged 40 and over. A report quietly released last week by Public Health Ontario, or PHO, tallies the number of people in the province who have presented to the hospital with heart inflammation following mRNA vaccination, and it skews heavily towards young people. As of August 7th, there were 106 incidents of myocarditis and pericarditis uh, in Ontarians under the age of 25. That's slightly more than half of the total of all such incidents. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's happening more often than you think it is, but you're not going to hear about it because it's being quietly, these, these reports are being quietly released. And of course, mainstream media are not going to report on that because it adversely, um, it, it puts their agenda in a negative light. So, of course, I'm not going to report on that. Just know, again, that it's possible. Okay, these vaccines are not entirely safe. And I understand there's going to be adverse reactions with any kind of vaccines that are out there. But it just seems awfully suspicious that we're getting large numbers of reactions. And yet you can't hear about it or talk about it. So just, again, informed consent to get all this why, information and then decide why, for yourself. Why do, you, why do you suppose the news media would just go along with that? I guess they, they get their marching I orders. Honestly, They get their marching orders from no. the corporate office or whatever, and they, they know what they have to talk about. They don't really research it themselves. I mean, I don't want to sound all conspiracy theory tinfoil hat-ish. I'm going to get you a tinfoil hat. <laughs> But it does make you wonder with all of these questions and all of these things happening that's not widely recognized or acknowledged. It's like, what is really going on here? Really, truly. Yeah, where you just can't talk about things. Right? It's just so bizarre to, to me that everything's just so hush hush and yeah. they censor you and they chastise you and they, they, um, you know, they put you in this crazy category because yeah. you dare to question yeah. what they're doing. And it's it's just so bizarre to me. Yeah, you, you can go to the the VAERS, the what is it, Vaccine Adverse Events Record Reporting System. Uh -huh. Yes. And what is it showing? Twelve twelve thousand deaths at this point. Is it but, really that high? Yeah. I haven't been there on that. Well, that was a couple weeks ago. Oh wow. And I mean, there have been in the United States what, hundred and 
20 million people that have been vaccinated. So I guess there's going to be some deaths. Yeah, I mean, but, well, you know, if if it had been anything else, don't you think if it had been 50 deaths, don't you think they would be saying, well, wait, whoa, we better hold off on this? Right. You know? Well, don't yeah, you think? of course. But the fact that they're not reporting it, and I'm I'm telling you, this bothers me. This 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 really really bothers me to think at some point in time we're going to look back on this period and think how and wonder and question how many people could we have saved if we had just had the conversation in the early days of these alternative medications that helped people. I mean, think yeah. of all the thousands of people yeah. you could have potentially saved. Yeah, and I know, and the information's out there, but it's just re- ridiculed. Well, it was ridiculed because Trump is the one that brought it up. And instead of looking past your personal biases on this man and, yeah. and, and addressing the bigger issue of people getting sick and saving their lives, we had to shut down that conversation. We couldn't dare utter. We can't even st- to this day, we still can't utter these alternative medication names without being censored. It's it's evil and it's it really, weird. It's just bizarre, isn't it? Yes, it is. Joe Rogan, I don't know if you guys know who he is. He's a popular podcaster. Um, he says what he's, he's very outspoken, conservative. He contracted COVID-19 and of course the internet went wild, you know, hoping that it killed him and blah, 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 because you know, it's all about being compassionate. You see that, the compassionate the par- party, the party of compassion, you know, yes. it's the first to always say, I hope it kills you and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, after Testing positive for COVID, he tried a series of medications and uh, IV vitamins and that kind of thing. And two days later, he tested negative for COVID-19 and said he felt great. And and I'm not saying that what he did was a miracle or anything, but the fact that he did these things and he recovered quickly, again, why aren't we having that conversation? Why aren't we looking at this as a positive? Like, wow, that's amazing. Let's try that on some other people and see if it saves them. You know what I mean? Instead of getting, instead of just being so militant on, nope, we're going to do these medications. And if that doesn't work, we're going to put them on a ventilator. I mean the, and then that's, yeah, I mean, no, the, so uh, I mean, the CDC has their recommended procedures and it's that remdesivir and blood thinners. Like and they that's don't dare deviate from that. I don't, I well, think, why? I think, if this is working, why I think, not? I think that doctors are probably under pressure to not deviate. I think that's evil i'm sorry but when you're when you're risking people's lives because it gets political because a political figurehead that you don't like suggested it you would rather have someone die than try it that's evil people that's disturbing yeah it's pretty bad so i wonder if i wonder um i don't know i wonder if he really had it to begin with well, I don't know. I guess it depends so many, on what kind of test so you took. So many of these PCR tests are false positives, you know. It's that, up to 97% again, false positives. And that makes you wonder, again, how accurate are the numbers that we've been hearing for this past year and a half? Well, let's, th- let's think about that for a second. You know, if, if it really is the, the, the fact that they're giving 97% false positives, then the number of cases is way down. So that means the death the death rate is a lot higher than that could potentially so be potentially. bad news. That's exactly right. Yep. But again, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know because all this information we're getting is I, I know it's just, it's just skewed you, and biased and faulty. And I know. We just don't know. Yeah. It could be worse than we thought, but we don't know. Yeah. Well, and then also the you know, there's 
there's doctors out there saying this, and then there's other doctors out there saying opposite the opposite of that. But you know, one thing I always have been trying to do is look at who's profiting. You know, the you know the government doctors and the the drug company doctors are saying something, and then the doctors which have like everything to lose essentially yeah, yeah. are coming out and say, wait a minute, like the doctor that he's actually a scientist that used to be a CEO of Pfizer. I think his name is Mike, Mike Yearden. He used to be a C- CEO and a scientist at, at Pfizer. And he would, te- he would test drugs for toxicology. And he's just out there saying, wait a minute, this hasn't been tested. He's practically in tears saying we, we should not be giving this to pregnant women and to children. It has not been tested for, right. you know, toxicology, toxicology and it reactions against other medications and other chemicals. Yeah, and the fact that two prominent long-term FDA officials have resigned because they're talking about approving the booster already for this thing. Yeah. They they resigned. They're out. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to they they this is yeah, not well, right. Yeah, Bi- well, Biden, I think, sort of jumped the gun, started talking about the boosters. Everybody needs to get a booster eight months after their second shot. And then, I don't know if it was like right after that or it was just pretty soon around that same time, these two uh, vaccine regulators from the FDA just resigned over it. Yeah, that's on your list. Let's see. Oh, I can't bring up the Daily Mail. Or can I? Seems like it always blocks me when I try to do that. Um, Two of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's top vaccine regulators plan to leave the agency in the next several months. Oh, they haven't left yet. Amid a reported power struggle with the White House over COVID-19 booster shots. Dr. Marion Gruber. Yeah, it just blocked me. Can you read it? It's, well, and even though I have it off, oh, it still weird. does that. You want to read that, Dr. Marion Gruber? Oh, no, just, you. I'll put a link in the thing. You can, you know the thing. <laughs> I don't like to read stuff, but, you know, I'll put a link in there if you want to read it. A couple of people are, they haven't left yet, but they're apparently, Which, um, again, they've resigned. It raises questions. Why? Yeah. Why are they wanting to leave? Time, what is going on? The timing is kind of curious. And, and then, I don't know. Speaking of boosters, also uh, Pfizer apparently is, is it Pfizer? Yeah, Pfizer's, they're developing a twice per day COVID pill to take along with the vaccine. See, it's never it's, it's just gonna be, ending. It's going to be booster after booster after booster. In just, the meantime, they're be injecting like the, God knows what. It, don't you think it's going to be like the, it's going to be the flu shot. What is our, what's in these pills? Plus the I pills. Mean, it's insane how much medication they're wanting to force on people. And we don't even know a whole lot about it because it hasn't yeah. been out very yeah, long. Yeah, you know, it's the drug companies. They're just making a killing. And can we say that on YouTube? We'll probably get, we'll probably get canned know. for that. But the, the drug companies are just making a killing off of this. Who knows? We may get another strike on us on YouTube. But you can always find us on Rumble and Gab TV if you want to yeah. look for us. So Yeah. Gab is actually pretty pretty awesome. Um, also, yeah, and in, in, in Israel, too, which is an ultra-vaxxed booster-heavy, so they already have boosters over there. How Israel, can they have boosters before? I don't know. Israel has more COVID infections per capita than any country in the world. So they've, they're ultra-vaxxed, 
they're booster heavy. They've been they've been just injecting people left and right over there, and yet their COVID numbers are are heavier or higher than any other country in the world. Now, why is that? Really, why? Israel is the model of success for vaccine nannies across the globe. They achieved over 80% vaccination rate for eligible results. They did so using the darling of the vaccine world, the recently FDA-approved Pfizer jabs. And they're leading the way in getting the majority of their population on their third shots as perpetual boosters seem destined to become a thing in the Jewish state. They have done an exemplary job of coaxing their citizens into accepting the COVID-19 shots just as the globalist elites wanted. And just as the cabal of nefarious groups and individuals intended, the vaccines are working at least by the standards they have set. They're doing nothing to spread the to stop the spread of the disease and may even be, may be even enhancing its ability to infect people, but they're forcing folks into dependency on ceaseless boosters that was always part of the plan. I don't know. I just crazy. Think there's a there's just a big I think oh. there's a correlation, guys. I'm I sorry. I think I, people that have been vaccinated yeah. are actually spreading the well, virus. I mean, they've shown that that the Delta the Delta variant. I mean, they show they've shown this the scientific studies show that that's happening. Well, so anyway, I, it just I wonder how, how Israel ended up being so highly know. vaccinated. I don't know. That's kind of curious. And then speaking of of other countries, Australia is now testing an app to track the quarantine to make sure they don't leave home. So basically it's a little bit like an ankle bracelet for, for felons. Um, I don't think it's actually an ankle bracelet, but an Australian state is testing out a new app that uses facial recognition technology to ensure residents are complying with COVID-19 home quarantine orders. The app listed as Home Quarantine SA in App Store is unveiled by the South Australian government August 23rd uses geolocation and facial recognition software to track those quarantining themselves. South Australian Premier Stephen Marshall told ABC News in an August interview, all South Australians ordered to quarantine must download the app. What? Wow. What was that? The last thing? All South Australians ordered to quarantine must download the app. What if you don't have a smartphone? The app ensures citizens comply with quarantine orders by contact, contacting people at random and asking them to provide proof of their location within 15 minutes. Citizens then share their location with the government or provide live face check-ins to you know, confirm they are at their registered quarantine address. They, they, the Australians do not, it's not a free country anymore. Mm -hmm. no. It is not a free country. No, it's definitely you know, not. And, um, Canada is Canada is also sort of on the borderline there of not being a free country They're definitely anymore. Definitely on their way. Definitely, I guess I mean, it depends if they can get Trudeau out. Yeah, Justin Trudeau. But yeah, even then, I mean, who knows? man, Australia? Can you can you even believe no, that? No, I can't. That's just. I, I really. Cannot. That's insane. I really feel sorry for you, Australians. I really, really do. That is a scary place to live right now. So. Um, we've got the, apparently the Taliban going from door to door in, um, Afghanistan, killing Christians. That's another situation that That's is pretty sad. I mean, the whole situation, yep. my gosh, what a yep. mess. Yeah. Biden, I mean, this is going to go down in history as one of the biggest yep. failures of all Yeah. Time. And he... 
uh, Biden came out this week and was saying how what a success the mission was. Talk about a spin on things. He was just talking about the, the successful mission. I mean, that man is just a piece of work. How he stood there while they're unloading the 13 soldiers that died from the suicide bomber. And he's looking at his freaking watch. You got someplace else to be, sir? How insulting is that? That just infuriates me. That is so insulting to the families of those soldiers and to the soldiers themselves. It's just, he's just, he is a piece of work. And his ratings have fallen, rightly so, by the way. Well, um... Poll numbers just keep falling for Biden, as they should. I mean, why isn't his poll number zero at this point? Still has exactly. Yeah, he's got any percentage of people thinking that yeah. he's doing any kind of job. I think it was he was down to fifty-one percent disapproval at this point. It's uh, like, what? What about the forty-nine percent? How can they? Well, it's actually can, lower than that now. Fox News reports he has the approval of only about forty-three percent. Oh, really? Of respondents to an NPR how PBS can it, News. How can it be forty-three percent? Probably because they're all, they're the ones that watch CNN. Okay, I we're don't know. Getting kind of up there on time. Um, and then one last thing on the whole COVID thing too. Um, did you hear about that that restaurant owner owner down in Florida putting a sign out saying that she was not going to serve anybody that was a Biden voter? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And then she had to close her restaurant because. Yeah. She ran out of food. Yeah, because they they got so many people that she couldn't keep up with it, and they ran out of food. So, so she had to close her doors for a few days, but she's open again. And um, I think that's pretty indicative of how America as a whole feel about our um, senile, dementia-ridden president right now. That doddering old man. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I mean, it was just a big cover-up. It was. It's been a cover-up for, you know maybe the last 10 years that he's an idiot and, and incompetent, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. And, you know, having issues with dementia, Mm -hmm. it's been covered up by the news media. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Anyway. Um, okay. So let's get to some questions here. We don't want to go over, we went a little over last week and that was probably a little too long for you guys. So we're going to try to cut it down a little bit shorter this week. Um, so questions, um, would you rather be an average person in the present or a king of a large country 2,500 years ago? 2,500 years ago. So say like uh, 500 BC king. Mm-hmm. Now, back then you don't have the creature comforts of home, obviously, but if you're king, yeah. you would have all that would be available to you. Yeah. Or would you rather just be an average person? In the yeah. Present? I'm pretty happy with the present. I'm pretty happy with being an average person. Yeah. I don't want the responsibility of being a king or someone in control. Cause that's a lot yeah. of responsibility. Yeah. And you know, a neighboring king might come attack you or something. And yeah, you know, well, and then you'd be put in a Biden position where he makes the wrong move. And now a bunch of people are going to die and he's got, blood on his hands. I wouldn't want that responsibility. You know, I mean, on one hand you're like, Oh, I could do so much better if I was in that job. And then you get in that job and it's like, Whoa, that's a lot of responsibility. I don't want to make the wrong call. Yeah. But for him, it doesn't matter because the news media just covers everything up and makes it look good. That's true. 
Would you rather be able to dodge anything, no matter how fast it's moving, or be able to ask any three questions and have them answered accurately? Well, first of all, why would you be in a position where you have to dodge things anyway? That's kind of a weird... Well, maybe like bullets if you're like a... I guess law, so. Like if you were a soldier, actually, yeah. or a law enforcement, that's true. Then you could, you know, dodge, dodge all those things coming at you and get the bad guy. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Or ask three questions. Or ask three questions and have them answered accurately. In other words, Well, you can just Google anything. That, that doesn't matter because no, you no, can no, just no, Google no, anything. No. Well, yes, of course. But I'm talking like if truthful. like you're- The actual, if like you're an, accurate. A, well, if you're a reporter- yeah. And you're up, up, you know, trying to ask Biden these questions and he had to answer you truthfully. That would be refreshing. They, I mean, the reporters don't ask him any questions. I mean, well, the, they the ask guy, him what his the, favorite ice cream is. Yeah, Peter Ducey from Fox News asks questions, but the rest of them are just like asking what kind of ice cream which, he's having. Which, by the way, side note, do you ever watch Peter Ducey uh, question Jen Psaki, the yeah. White House press secretary? Yeah. Yeah. It is actually pretty entertaining. He's like the only one asking questions. He's the questions. only one asking questions and he flusters her yeah. and it is so satisfying yeah. to see that. Yeah. So you would have, you'd rather have ask dodge. the questions no, or dodge? Dodge, dodge, dodge. I think I'd rather have ask the questions. I, really? I want people to be truthful. Really? You know what I mean? No, no sugarcoating, no white lying. Hmm. Just be truthful. It's okay. just, that would be refreshing. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather be forced to dance every time you heard music or be forced to sing along to any song you heard? <laughs> Can you imagine? Like the overhead forced music. to dance. <laughs> Can you imagine the overhead music whenever you're shopping or whatever and you hear music and you have to dance because it's music? Or like in the elevator. Yeah. You forced to sing in the elevator. Or sing along to any song I you heard. Which would you rather dance Boy, or sing? My dancing and singing is—they're both bad. <laughs> so I don't know. It's pretty. Both of those are bad. Oh, I would definitely want to dance. I don't want to sing it. I think that'd be kind of embarrassing because you can kind of like you can kind of like you know dance on the sly. Kind of like, you know, yeah. just kind of you know. <laughs> but if you sing, people are going to hear you. So <laughs> yeah, I'd rather. It's always dance. funny whenever you see somebody like they—they they have their headphones on, yeah, like, yeah. and they don't realize that uh -huh. people can hear them loud. You know, they're singing loud. Yeah, I like when you're 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 driving up next to a car and they're just like really you know you could tell they're yeah. just belting out a song and they're having a good time. I think it's hilarious. It's so funny. People tend to forget that they that you can see them <laughs> when they're in the car. Um, here's another uh, interesting one. Would you rather have all your clothes fit perfectly or have the most comfortable pillow, blankets, and sheets in existence? Ooh. I think I know what you're going to say. I would rather have my clothes fit perfectly because that is a struggle for I, a woman, especially. Yeah, well, I think anybody it just seems like the sizes. When you buy something in the store, the sizes are never quite right they're never and, consistent and it, that's also for you, sure. you try it on maybe you might try it on in the store but then yeah. you wash it a couple of times and it just that's true doesn't fit anymore that's true yeah and the sheets my, my sheets are pillow my pillows and sheets in existence my sh sheets and pillows are pretty comfortable I so mean, I, I think the clothes yeah I, it's like i can never find clothes that fit right and that doesn't necessarily guarantee you a good night's sleep just because you have yeah. really comfortable sheets yeah you know but that is really hard to, um, it is hard to find some sheets that are comfortable that you don't have to pay an arm and a leg for because, man, sheets are expensive. Like if we could get the, the kinds of sheets and, and uh, down comforters and mattresses from like hotel rooms, 
you know, I think that or think the, the cruises that the we've been on, the sheets on the cruise, oh, the sheets on the cruise. The I don't know what it is about them. I don't know either. I, my, I think it's because they they wash them. I guess they don't wash them every day. No, they don't wash them every day, but they probably wash them often. I mean, but every they, time the room sheets gets on the cruise. Over. But what it's is not it? So much is the it starch? Sheets, it's the mattress. The mattresses they use are yeah. so comfortable. Yeah. And we actually Googled it one time, and they were yeah. extremely expensive. Yeah, I think it was like $1,500. Yeah, we're not paying that much for a mattress. But boy, how I, mean, I would like what, to have that's one. That's pretty much what other mattresses cost. So Do they really? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and then the last question, would you rather 5% of the population have telepathy or 5% of the population have telekinesis? You are not part of the five percent that has telepathy or telekinesis. <laughs> so, telekinesis, so, so you can make things move yeah, with your mind, yeah. and te- or telepathy, read people's, or read people's mind. Uh huh. Read people's mind, or have the ability to move objects. And you are not one of these people. So, and you're not one of, one of what you're people? not. You're not. You're not part of the five percent that has telepathy or telekinesis. So you're not one of the you're not one of these people that can move things with your mind or read people's minds. Oh. So would you rather okay, so let's say that you have which would you rather have, first of all, telekinesis or telepathy telepathy? Would you rather read people's minds or move objects with your mind? Move objects with my mind. I Boy, I don't know. But you don't, you don't get, you don't get the superpower. It's everybody else that right. has it, but you. But but I'm trying to decide what I would want, and then what I would want the population that five so percent of the population the, to are have. Are you the opposite of what everybody else? No, has? no, no. no. You it's just, just you just don't which get Which do it. you think would be worse or better in the five percent of the population? You know what I mean? Like you think it'd be better for that five percent to be able to read my mind or to move objects? Like what if what if that person has malintent and moves an object in front of me and I trip over it. You know what I mean? That could be a danger. I mean, yeah. how dangerous would it be to read people's minds though? I yeah. guess. I don't like, I don't like these questions. <laughs> Can we go back to the other questions? <laughs> okay. I think we're getting, I think that, um, it'd be, in some ways it'd be great if everybody could just know what people are thinking. Ooh, then you wouldn't have to, then you wouldn't have to, you know, guess, you know, did I offend her? And then you just, you just know if you offended her into them or something or yeah, but you know if you like if you liked a girl or something then they they would automatically know that you liked them yeah but sometimes you don't want people to know what you're thinking because like you know you gotta you gotta get along with this person because yeah. you work with them yeah. you know so if yeah. this person really found out what you really thought there goes your working yeah, like, relationship i really wish they would <laughs> use a different deodorant <laughs> yeah. or use deodorant yeah um what would you like to change about your relationship with your family? Oh, do we have to answer these questions? <laughs> You're the one that wanted to change questions here. Your relationship with your family. I wish we were closer. Yeah. Our, our family's not very close, yeah, I, and I, I, just, and I w- wish we were. Well, remember that um, I, I that I, I watched that movie Dan in real life a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, and it's like they looks they had like a family get together at a lake house. It looks like something they did every year. Mm-hmm. I think don't you think something like that would be pretty cool if your yeah. family had a lake house that you could go to? Oh yeah, for and everybody, sure. Yeah, you know, play games and yeah, touch football and things yeah. like that and have big dinners together. 
Yeah, and it's not it's not that my family doesn't get along. We just don't, don't. physically live yeah. very close to each other, except for mom and dad live in the same city. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I, that, I think that'd be neat if, if everybody could just get together. Yeah, for sure. And for, I, and for like a whole weekend together. I think it would be fun to go on a cruise together, like yeah. a whole family cruise yeah. or some kind of big vacation together. I think that would be a lot of fun to yep. do. Yep. Or, or you know, and actually your sister has done that with like camping. They've had big camping, uh, family, family camping. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be pretty fun yep. to do as well. Yep. I just hope that our boys, as they get older and move on with their own lives, don't forget about us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't. They already forgot about well, us. Well, but part of, some of that's normal though, because they're going on with their own lives, yep. but... It seems like they're always um, happy when we invite them over, though. Well, it's because they get free food. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, free food. They don't have to. Come on over. They don't have to pay for their own They just have to put meal. up with us for a little while yeah, and get free food. Right. Exactly. Um, if an award were to be given in your name, what qualities would you like to be honored? Well, I, I would hope kindness, um, empathy. I don't know. What would you, what kind of qualities would you want to be known for? You're a very kind, compassionate person. You really, really are. Um, you're definitely more kind than I am. I have a lot of empathy, but you're definitely kinder. I I would just like to be known as um, maybe generous. I don't know. And help compassionate compassionate helping people yeah for know. sure for sure yeah probably don't do enough of that but anyway. well nobody does really yep um all right are you about ready to wrap it up yeah I tell me we're... about your week how did you, how was your week well you're having oh, truck issues pretty good. My have, truck's you, have broke. you talked about that at all no i haven't talked about that i uh my truck's broken well, tell them what happened. I mean, well, first of all, you took it it's, to your buddy it, to help with some yeah. of the clanking noises yeah, that you were a, having. Yeah, when we went camping, we noticed we the, the air conditioner was not Oh my gosh. Wait doing a very well. You got to tell them the story of the air conditioner. So we I don't know if there's enough time to get into this, but the air conditioner had issues, so we were we had the the windows rolled down, we kept hearing this clanking and rattling noise. So when we got back into town, I uh, took it to the shop. And he fixed the clanking noise under the hood. And then there's also some issues with my truck that have been there for a while. Like there's an exhaust leak underneath the hood. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to get everything fixed because we're going to have some trips later in September. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> when I took it to the shop for the other issue, the guy said, man, it doesn't seem like it has very much power. Mm. So um, to make a long story short, it's got this little computer on the dashboard and I messed around with it and my truck he, he needless to say it. is not working. And ever since he updated it, now it's not I working. I might post a, I got a video of it. It's pretty bad. Yeah. But anyway, I was going to take it any, any way to get this exhaust leak fixed. It's going to be probably pretty expensive because it's, it's a turbo and it's like leaking yeah. exhaust back behind the turbo. And on this particular vehicle, they have to actually raise the, the entire cab of the truck to get wow. to the pipes that go to the turbo, oh, so no. it's it's gonna oh, be no. pretty expensive, it's probably. probably. Be costly. But you know, I am prepared for it because I, when I bought the truck, I knew based was, upon the price it's that about I paid a 10 -year -old for it. Ten-year-old truck, right? Yep. Ten and I, based upon the price, years. I knew that you know yeah. that's too good to be true, yeah. and there's going to be some other issues down the line, and 
And uh, so anyway, I'm just prepared for it. Well, and you can't buy any cars right now because there's a shortage on computer chips. chips, So you kind of have to take care of what you got. The chips, chip shortage. um, If you drive by a new car lot, it's just... You, you would not believe how few yeah, vehicles they really have. Yeah, it's really weird and, to see that. And uh, as a result of that, used car prices are really just going through the roof too. Right. So. so you got to take care of what you have. But quick note on the air conditioner though. it's it's it was I don't know what it was doing. I have no idea. But it was blowing back into the cab so bad it was making my eyes water so bad I couldn't even see. Well, So we had to shut it off and before open the windows. The, before that trip, yeah. I... Had it had the air conditioner service, and I just think that they overfilled it. They overcharged it. Oh, and it was leaking the refrigerant into yeah, the. It was bad. Yeah, it was pretty. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if we're going to be able to go on our trip or not, but we'll yeah. see what the damage is after this week, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, hopefully they can fix it because it it's pretty on this particular vehicle. It's a it's a Ford F two fifty diesel, and it's pretty involved. If it's the like the exhaust pipes going up mm. to the turbo it's pretty involved they have to actually physically take the cab off the truck oh my goodness i <laughs> so, had no idea it was going to be that involved yeah. so anyway. well you may not get your truck back for a while yeah we'll see so we may not be going on this trip after all but the the shops that do this and this the reason i'm taking it to this particular shop is because this is something they do they just do it all the time they specialize in diesel yeah yeah so so what about we'll you see. how's your week going? oh pfft. i think we all know how my week yeah. went it was crazy working at the hospital on this mandated crap. But no sense in uh, rehashing that. We all know where where that's heading. So, yeah. um, Okay. Well, we better go ahead and let you guys go. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, remember, you can find us on uh, Rumble and Gab TV. Give us a like. Give us a thumbs up if you liked it. Uh, consider subscribing if you want. It's, we're just two regular J- Janes and Joes sitting around and and uh, you know, trying just to figure things out, talking about the current events and trying to figure this stuff out. So we're not medical experts. We're not experts in any of these fields. We're just sharing our observations. So, yeah. Thanks for listening and thanks for watching. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.